2: Nice to have you with us. It is uh, the, we're a pregame show for ECU baseball today. Pirates and the Tarholes. Top 25 matchup, number eight ECU, number 24, UNC Chapel Hill from the Bosch. Uh We'll join uh, network coverage at 545. Cy Seymour coming up in a little bit. If you can't be uh, near your uh, cable television set, and watch, uh, as seen on TV, call to action, infomercials between pitches tonight on the ACC Network. Listen to the game right here on the flagship of the Pirates. 94-3 the game. ECU, UNC Chapel Hill. We'll preview that one coming up in just a couple of minutes. A uh, guy who is a real steadying force for the Panthers last year is signed with a division rival. Those deets coming up. And as we mentioned, Sy si Seymour talking some uh, hoops. The Sweet 16 has been set. How sweet it is! It is the Patrick Johnson Show, 94.3 The Game, and we're going to uh, get things going in earnest on this shortened edition. Leading you in to Pirate Baseball next. Takes the pants up, and
0: the Rockies, stay, stay, stay. Rock, rock. Play Travis in the mornings, Adam Gold midday, and Patrick Johnson on the way home. You guys are a good team. We have been slept all week. The best sports talk lineup in the Pirate Nation is heard right here. 94.3 The Game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. tweet at us <gasps> at 943 the game oh a friend at p-man on air it's
3: not like a cult is it
0: sound off and tell us what's on your mind 94.3 the game and p-man on air on twitter this is the patrick johnson show on 94.3 the game and 94.3 the game.com.
2: 545 airtime today.
0: And the the sun East Carolina
2: today. and UNC Before Chapel Hill. 10, new grass on the Top 25 matchup. And third and and uh, heels are, are, are they number 11 in some poll. What the heck? 24th, and 12
0: and
2: 6. Pirates uh, number 8 oh, and 16 and 3. And uh, the game at Boshimer Stadium, going to be Tyler Smith, no record this year for the senior, but an 18-3 mark with over 200 innings pitched in his career against 1-0 lefty Will Sandy. And uh, we'll see what uh, happens uh, tonight. This is a very good hitting UNC team. Uh, They are the uh, league leader in the ACC right now with uh, 23 home runs. So we'll see how the uh, uh, Pirates uh, pitching, particularly with uh, Smitty starting tonight, will fare against uh, this uh, crowd from UNC Chapel Hill. I I do personally kind of like the idea of uh, trotting Smith out there. I mean, he was your opening day starter. And uh, he now has uh, found himself uh, not part of the weekend rotation. I don't think anything that he has not done. It's just that that's how great the pitching depth of this uh, Pirate program is, especially with their starting rotation. But, I mean, I also like the move because look what happened last week when UNCW started uh, basically their number one guy against the Pirates midweek. I mean, shut down uh, the Pirates uh, after an explosive first inning, and then uh, you, you go from there. So I really do kind of like the idea of uh, trotting Smith out there tonight. I don't think it's a – you know, it might end up in, in the coach's mind being a bit of a bullpen game. But, I mean, Smithy can give you some innings. And if he's on tonight, boy, that's going to be uh, quite a uh, guy you could trot out there as uh, what is now a, a four starter. Uh, obviously, uh, his uh, battery mate uh, continues to impress for the uh, Pirates – Seth Cadell swinging the big stick with uh, eight homers and 24 RBI coming in, and he's batting .310. You know, the knock on Cadell was, uh, well, you're going to sacrifice average for the the ability to drive in runs and for power, and he's going to strike out a lot. But he's been really good this year. Uh, Seth Cadell, after the sweep of Illinois State, talking about uh, the situation for him over the weekend, He, he played some DH, whether he's behind the dish. He says he's always staying ready.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, I always stay ready regardless if I'm dh or if I'm catching. It doesn't really bother me. It's just always staying down there with Coach Deech and whoever's uh, doing the pitchers chart just so I can get a read for the game and stay locked in. But, you no, know, I just honestly just got there and just play like I usually play, no matter if I'm coming in or if I'm starting back there. So
2: This is Seth Goodell talking about the uh, Pirates 16-3 and three start where maybe they have not played Uh, as a complete team, their best baseball game yet. They'll be looking to do that tonight at UNC, but this was Seth Cadell
3: discussing that the other day. Yeah, I mean, it's not easy to win college baseball games and being 16 and 3 is good, but that's not where we want to be at. We want to be number one, so we still got to work hard and be tougher as we were the last two days. I thought we were really tough, especially at the plate so we just got to continue to work on that. Pirates were pressing at the plate a little bit and uh, getting
2: frustrated. Cliff Godwin telling us that yesterday on our uh, exclusive podcast, the 94.3, the game inside the ECU clubhouse with coach Cliff Godwin. It, da- it is downloadable on our website every uh, Monday morning, about mid morning. But Seth Cadell talked about the uh, Pirates the last couple of games against Illinois State starting to come into their own at the
3: plate and not getting frustrated like they were on Friday. Yeah, I thought we did a really good job. We stuck. Up to the plan and hey if you didn't get a pitch you wanted for it, just take it and get to the next one because you know that pitch that we're you know that we're sitting on is going to come so i felt the last two days was a lot better and then we got to their bullpen early yesterday and then even today down three just it honestly didn't feel like it phased us we just went right back up there and got some runs you know back four in the first so just staying tough with our approach and that's it and if you don't get your pitch that you're looking for oh well you'll get it again so Pirates and Diamond Heels
2: uh, coming up. Patrick Johnson shows we get you ready. Uh, It was nice to see C.J. Mayhew bounce back. Tough outing for him on Friday, but he came out Sunday and uh, really redeemed himself. Was a big part of uh, the Pirates earning that sweep against uh, Illinois State. And uh, for for Seth Cadell, he said it was great to see
3: C.J. Mayhew come out and pitch so well on Sunday. Friday night he just made one bad pitch and that's what happens in college baseball. You make a bad pitch and somebody puts a good swing on it. You never know what will happen. But today, yeah, he was commanding both sides of the plate. The slider was as good as it has been in the past. And he just competed And once, just like coach said, once he got out there, it just felt like they didn't have a chance to win the game at the end.
2: A quasi uh, pirate report for you today. And some of the uh, comments from uh, pirate junior from Carthage, Seth Cadell, who uh, has been a uh, really great uh, Uh, has been a really great uh, performer for the Pirates, not only what he does defensively, but also what he has done uh, this year at the plate for ECU. Panthers uh, lose a key running back to free agency uh, and uh, a key running back signing with a division foe. Uh, Ben Byram right now on our uh, shortened edition of the Patrick Johnson Show and uh, B-Baby Byram with a... uh, 94 3, the game sports update ahead of Cy Seymour talking some ball with us uh, here as we're leading you into ECU and UNC Chapel Hill coming up from Boschemer Stadium tonight. Uh, here's
1: Ben. <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. We start with news from Governor Roy Cooper. as He announced moments ago that all stadiums and all arenas, indoor or outdoor, can operate at 50% capacity. That means for you Pirate baseball fans that instead of 1,200 fans in attendance, we can see somewhere between 2,200 and 2,400 moving forward. The order will go into effect this Friday just in time for the Pirates' home weekend series against St. John's. Moving on to Pirate football, Pirate defensive back Gerard Stringer is confirmed to be back in action after missing last season with an injury. Elsewhere in college football, Oregon State Pres and F. King Alexander has resigned from his position for his role related to the sexual misconduct saga involving Les Miles at Louisiana State. The Carolina Panthers made a few moves re-signing guard John Miller to a one-year deal while also bringing in fourth-year Jets linebacker Frankie LeVue. LeVue had six sacks in three seasons. Elsewhere from the NFL, Panthers running back Mike Davis has signed a two-year deal with the Falcons worth up to $5.5 million. The 49ers signed former Panthers defensive tackle Zach Kerr to a one-year deal. The New York Giants spend big money Again, as they signed cornerback Adoree Jackson to a three year deal worth $39 million. Pittsburgh Steelers cornerback Steven Nelson asked for a trade and was granted release by the team. And quarterback Deshaun Watson now has 14 total lawsuits against him involving sexual assault allegations. From the NBA, as we count down to the NBA trade deadline, one name that has continued to be involved in trade talks is former All Star Victor Aladipo. Reports have indicated that those close to the Houston Rockets organization fully expect Aladipo to be traded before the deadline. Given the news of the governor's order, the Charlotte Hornets have announced that after much success, that they're allowing fans in the stands at 15% capacity. They will now up that number to 25%. Here in 94.3 The Game Sports Update, I'm Ben Baum.
0: Greenville's top sports show is back. Well, isn't that special? The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game.
2: you can hear, we've spared no expense when we bring Cy Seymour on the show. We, we paid for Tesha's round ball rock. Cy Seymour, ladies and gentlemen. High-level production here, Cy. I love it. I love it. It's that time of year that's really exciting. The greatest event in
4: fourth to me yeah. is, the, is, the, is this tournament. It's just really special. There's,
2: that round is just beautiful to watch and a lot of fun. Cy Seymour with us. Uh, you know what I'm really excited about on uh, next week will be, we've got. I mean, this is really kind of thrilling. We've got the Elite Eight all in prime time next week, and and, yeah. I, and I love it. I think that's going to be. I mean, I'll be staying up late. It's like it's like when your team's in the World Series, you stay up till one in the morning, and then you never sleep. Exactly. So that's yeah. Good point. <laughs> Good point.
4: It is. It is really going to be fun, and it's been really a crazy time period. And, and, and really, uh, it's been unpredictable. It's been a really fun, fun run this year.
2: All right. So, Cy Seymour, analyst, uh, joined us all year on uh, our show uh, for uh, talking ECU basketball. Edra uh, Luster in the portal as a grad transfer. I guess that doesn't really surprise us. And, and I think at a low D1 level, he'll make a fine uh, member of anybody's roster because he's, he's a great kid. And, I mean, you can't teach seven foot.
4: Can't teach seven foot, and, and I think Coach Dooley and his staff will tell you he has a great basketball IQ. He's a guy that can come in and learn your system, uh, and a great kid, quiet, uh, and uh, and you can't teach that height. So I think he'll do a good job for somebody on, on a level in the Division One level, maybe a little lower. But he he's a good kid, that's smart, and knows to how to adjust.
2: He could be a great locker room guy wherever he goes. So we wish uh, Andrew right. the very very best and. Uh... And I mean, look—if he can get a little consistency, get a little, uh, you know, stay healthy, I think he'll be fine. He'll be fine for sure. Yeah, somebody. he's got a good, got a nice little shot. He—he's got good form, good
4: shot. Yeah. So you never know. Just it's uh, the right fit in all this stuff. I keep telling people all the time: Are you the fit for that program? And and let's hope he can get a good program for
2: him. Now, I could be wrong on this side, but I don't think Syracuse is going to hit thirty threes uh, <laughs> when they when they play Houston. So. I, are the Cougars are looking pretty good right now Loyola Chicago is yeah, going to be tough look Oregon State is playing fantastic right now so I mean that. Yeah. that's everybody looks towards that Midwest and they say ah but I mean Houston could get to the final four but they've got a couple of really challenging roadblocks ahead of them
4: Every, listen when you get to 16 it's, it's I was telling somebody this morning when you get to 16 it's the mistake it's the foul trouble it's the matchup it is it's little things that win these ball games when you get this far along. Do you match up against this team? Or are they five out and you, no post players drive by you and you can't handle it? it? It's that type of game that you have here, and usually it's one or two mistakes either way, and you lose the ball game. It, it, these teams now, when you get to 16 out of 347, it, it, all of these teams can play. So enjoy it and watch the ride. Do I think Houston can win it? I do, and I tell and, and so can Syracuse, but Houston the other night, in their way, 21 offensive rebounds, mm. nine steals. They do things that you just work so hard to do. And that's losing the preseason player of the year and point guard, you know, Caleb Mills. They do not have him. He's going to Florida State. He's a 6'3", wonderful point guard that in January decided, I'm going back nearer North Carolina. He's from Asheville. I'm going back to the east. And he picked and he chose to get out of school at, at, against with Kelvin Kelvin Sampson and move to Florida State. Yeah. So you're missing that kid, and you're still in the Sweet 16. I'm telling you, he has done a remarkable job as a coach at, at Houston.
2: No, he he really has. And uh, if if the Cougars are healthy, that's the other uh, little piece of this puzzle. If the Cougars yeah. are, are healthy uh, next weekend. Or this upcoming weekend, I you know that's that's an intriguing. They're, they're all. I mean, the coaching matchups, everything's fantastic. Look, I'll, I'll tell you this, I do like Gonzaga against Creighton and I, I want to get your thoughts on the Zags here. But that USC Oregon game for the right uh. for the right to play uh, the winner of that that's going to be a war, and that I mean that's who that'll be because Andy Infield's brilliant. I mean he's no dummy. And Dana Altman's probably the best coach nobody's ever heard of on the East Coast it, in America.
4: Isn't that right? Isn't that right? You are so right about it, Oregon. And, and Altman. And it, it, you're right. And that game is – you're right. It's going to be a war. Two really good – If it, they beat Kansas by 30. Let, let's get real. USC beat Kansas by 30. So tell me they're not playing good right now. Really tough matchup right there.
2: Well, and, and Oregon, after – yeah. Missing the game against VCU and advancing through just thumped Iowa. I mean, that game wasn't as close yeah. as 95-80 as would even indicate it was. So,
4: Right. And, and you think coming in, they'll be a little stale because they did play an opener. Instead, they came lights out and played great against a good Iowa team and uh, and, a, and a good win. I mean, you know, there are two seasons you just knock them off like it's, it's amazing. Uh, what this thing is like this year? It's been it's been fun, but give credit to the Pac-10 who has four teams in the Sweet 16. That's yeah. a that's a really good
2: run. We slept on the Pac-10 all year. Um, all right, so I'm sure you've seen Gonzaga. Uh, this kid Timmy inside is old school tough. I mean he's he's something. I mean, they, they've got a they've got a they've got a guy at every spot you need to have a guy, uh, point perimeter post. But Timmy is is something else.
4: You know, they have that special uh, program that you get where the chemistry is completely right. Uh, Everybody knows what they do and how they do it, and they they really don't get away from it. And you're right. The big man is one of them. But every piece of the puzzle does what they're supposed to do to be successful. And that makes for a great program. And right now, give, give Gonzaga credit. The pieces are there. They are in place. And they do their pieces uh, better than anybody. They're efficient. Like I said before coming into this tournament, there are three teams that have efficiency ratings in both offense and defense in the top ten of the country. Gonzaga's one of the top. Now, don't get me wrong. Michigan's there too. And Baylor, those three teams are still in it. And they are three teams that have top ten efficiency ratings in both. In all, in all three, yeah. so give them no. It was Illinois, so Illinois did get knocked out. Yeah, Illinois got knocked out. So there's two left in that group.
2: Uh, Sy so Seymour, yep. analyst for uh, ECU basketballs with us. Uh, Alabama's spectacular, and if if the name on the front of the jersey out of the SEC were anybody but Alabama, they they might have been the number one overall seed, uh, if it had been Kentucky or even Florida. But they're playing UCLA. And here's the thing. I, you know, when Mick Cronin got hired from Cincinnati to UCLA, I thought, oh, gosh. They settled. They, you know, it's, it's that UCLA deal again. I, I'm not so sure <laughs> Mick Cronin isn't the right fit because that's a. T- I mean, when I say tough in this sense, I mean, that's a, that's a workman-like team. That's none of that pretty boy West Coast soft basketball. Is it? No, I mean <laughs> – they're, they're tough. And look, he doesn't, he doesn't have his best two players.
4: Exactly. And, and he, let me tell you, when I first started in this, he was Bob Huggins' assistant. And Rick Patino's, I mean, what I'm saying, he's been there in a lot of places. He was Patino. Maybe it was Patino. I can't remember. But what I'm simply saying, this guy understands how to play Midwest tough. He went on to Cincinnati. But, but the other part of him is, you said it right he knows a system that is contrary to the league and when you bring that system in and you sell them on it it's a great system it's one everywhere being physically tough midwest basketball do the things you need to do all of a sudden you look up and they're playing a style that these kids aren't used to on the west coast he wins no you're right i said the same thing i said it's not going to be a fit when he got the job but in, in fact, he's made it to fit. Yeah. And he's got a great philosophy, and it works.
2: He was the video coordinator under Bob Huggins. So you know he was making uh, like $4 an hour. and that's right. And then he was uh, the recruiting coordinator and associate under Patino at Louisville. Still, point that's is, Mick it. Cronin is – So, I mean, there's a guy to root for because he worked his way up, and he, he did a fabulous job at Cincinnati. And here's the thing. He was I thought he looked very relaxed. He looks very comfortable on the sideline there. No doubt.
4: You know, he left his hometown of Cincinnati where the, I think the heat's on you there. Your dad's there and kind of a legend. And he left his his safety net there, but he was up tight us all the time there because <laughs> the pressure's on. And then he comes out here and and, and is just tearing it up. And like you said, he learned he listen, think about it. he learned under two of the toughest guys in the business that play that tough basketball. And and his dad. Yeah. And his dad. Yeah. He comes out here, and he's not going to change. He's going to be relentless. And, and here they are. You know, they beat Michigan State in that first game, and you said, oh, here they come. Look out. And so – uh, the Alabama UCLA matchup will be a lot of fun to watch.
2: Yeah, uh, I, you got to like the way that Loyola Chicago plays. Sai. that probably is uh, is something you enjoy because uh, and, and Porter Moser. Everybody's talking about who should be Indiana's next coach. That should be Indiana's <laughs> <his> next <laughs> yeah, that's coach. It. We you know? did the
4: same thing the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd and I were talking. Todd said, "Well, there's your next coach in Indiana if they want him. He he does tremendous work. You know, that was the other team that was number eleven in efficiency." Loyola, Chicago. They said, in fact, they were saying they seeded them too high. They should have been a lower seed. That guy, it kind of is like Gonzaga. They do what they do. And they spread you and they screen well and they do things right. And all of a sudden you look up, they've got the right pieces of the puzzle and they're scary to play. They are very well coached and they do a nice job. And you're right, but they are highly efficient. Don't let anybody kid you, that team's not luck. And I'm like you. He should go on. He should
2: be coaching Indiana. Yeah. Uh, we've got Cy si Seymour with us here. Uh, we had yesterday on the show. It was great to have uh, in the studio uh, with us Jeff Lebo. It was kind of nice to catch up with Jeff. Uh, you know, I, I think he's enjoyed the last couple of years for a different uh, number of reasons. Uh, but, we, he, you know, he brought up all this transfer portal stuff, Cy. Si. We mentioned Edra Luster. You know, depending on what's happening in Chapel Hill is whatever – the big rumor de jour is right now. But I mean, so si, you, you can end up with a couple thousand kids in this transfer portal. And I, and I was talking with somebody today about this, uh, who's, you know, pretty hip to these things. You, you're getting the wrong situation and you gotta, you get the wrong head coaching job just because you want to be a head coach and your roster is all in that portal. Nobody's staying. You got to go to that transfer portal and you're going to bring in some not so sound citizens, because you got to have numbers. you got to have a roster. This is going to be a huge problem, I think. Well,
4: and, and I think it's here to stay. I, that's the other part. I think the transfer rules, I think the portal's going to stay open. And it's increased every year. This year, like you're saying, it'll be between a and 2,000. It's been going up every year. Uh, but there's no penalty. there. You don't have to sit out no, this year. <laughs> Listen, that's the thing. I mean, there's no penalty this year. And, and wondering, we when, when when the penalty will drop anyway? I mean, they are opening something up that you Pandora's box. That I don't, I don't know how they're going. And listen, it's going to happen in football more and more. It's, yeah. it's already happening.
2: Well, but, this is where I bring it back to Joe Dooley and, and uh, the Winston Tobbs kid, and everybody is, you know, we can talk about him another day. But I mean, Dooley has vetted him. Joe Dooley checked him out. You gotta unless you're a guy like Dooley, or and I'm just saying seeing he's the only one. Unless you know people like Joe knows people, you know you talk to the kids' high school coach. You could talk to where he played at Boston College because you know somebody on the staff. There's certain coaches going to find themselves in the situation if they have not have they've not cultivated good relationships with uh, other guys in the profession or, or even the high school coaches of these guys. I mean, that's you can make a lot of mistakes in this thing if you're the wrong guy and and you're and you're not doing your due diligence on these guys.
4: No doubt about it. And like you're saying, on the other side of that, if you if you've been in the business and done your homework, you know who's who and what's what. And you're right about Joe Dooley. Joe Dooley is the uh, briar in the patch. I mean, he is. Uh, he's in a he's a pig in mud. He understands. <laughs> Their shoe size. I mean, he knows every kid. I, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, it, it's not luck what Joe's doing in the pool. He he knows kids. He knows who they are, what they are, who their high school coaches, who their AAU coaches, and their mom and dad. I'm, I'm not just saying that. He is one of the best, and there are guys on his staff that are the same way. So when Joe gets in the pool, let me. This is not being ugly, but when you're a North Carolina. Or a Duke, you've not had to know everybody. You just go get what you want, right? You, you got me. I mean, he's a five star player. Let's go after him, and they get him. Well, when you're in Joe's world, <laughs> you 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 got to know a lot of people. You got to know a lot of kids, yeah. and the guys that have done that for a living, this is a this is a route they can go and be like you said, be a little bit more understanding of who's in that pool and who can and who can't, and what's their personality like. So no, you're like Winston tabs is a good pickup.
3: Yeah, They've studied,
4: they know, they've talked to everything. They know what went on. And I'm telling you, this is a good pickup.
2: And and I don't want to run out of time here. Uh, We're already big on the segment, but I'll I'll just say this. And I mean, it's leaving a big matzo ball out there, but I mean, the tabs kid just cried. I mean, he was in the, they were in a kind of a a bad situation for a quarantine and he cried and look, I think one reason you're not seeing a lot of comebacks in some of these games, because usually you see big comebacks. I think the, these kids, they're down 20. they they've, Some of them have been in a hotel in Indianapolis now for three or four weeks. I mean, these you can't expect them to – I mean, that's tough. That's tough mentally on Do them. not underestimate COVID this year. No. I, I look
4: at I look at the teams in this tournament, and if they've made it, God bless them because it has been hard. When I think about what ECU went through, when Joe probably practiced a total of four times in February with his whole team, the uh, same thing with look. Jankovic played us on February eighth. Didn't play again till uh, March twelfth at SMU. Did not home. play
2: again till March. 12th, and they're home right now. Know? And they and they probably should have been in the NCAA's in a normal year, or, or would have at least advanced to the NIT deep, but no. No, you're exactly. They could have been the number three or four, or five seed in the NCAA. Yeah. That's how good they were,
4: and they got they got blistered with it. I mean, no, there's so many teams like that. Uh, no, you're right on it, and and uh, they play, and that's why I think you see major differences in scores.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Sy, good to talk to you. Thanks for the time. We appreciate it.
4: Always good, and uh, good luck, man. Have a good year here. Have a good end of the year
2: here, man. Yeah, it is. There goes uh, Cy Seymour. Great to have Cy on all season also to talk a little ball with him. Uh, we will be back to wrap things up and get you ready for ECU and UNC Chapel Hill on the diamond straight ahead. More of the Patrick Johnson show is coming up. I can't
0: wait. On your flagship home of Pirate Football, 94.3 The Game and 94.3 The Game.com and now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94-3 The Game.
2: Today, that more customers will be allowed into restaurants, bars, retail stores, gyms, and other North cacalac businesses. Uh, an easing of restrictions, which will include an end to the 11 p.m. curfew on alcohol sales for on-site consumption. This all takes effect on uh, Friday at five, uh, and uh, this apparently will allow 50% in to uh, sporting events does not go into effect obviously today because again it'll be Friday so I wonder what that might do for the weekend series uh, for ECU baseball we'll work on that and try to find out some of that for you tomorrow obviously the game on Friday would not well yeah no Friday would fall into this end. yeah because the game is a six day so yeah uh, we'll check with uh, we'll check with ECU athletics and see what they decide to do Uh, Pirate baseball is uh, coming up uh, tonight, though, against uh, the Tar Heels. And uh, ECU and UNC Chapel Hill will uh, square off. We will have uh, a complete look at the game uh, for you tomorrow. Plus, Brian Mull joins us to talk a little bit about some of the coaching matchups in this weekend Sweet 16 uh, and a lot more. I think it'll be uh, a lot of fun. So uh, join us tomorrow. Won't you? Big thanks to Sy Seymour for being a part of the show today. And uh, if you miss any of uh, our show, you can always check it out online 943thegame.com or wherever you download your favorite podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify. Uh, you can check that out every day after the program. Uh, we will greet you coming up tomorrow at 5. Go Pirates Tonight against UNC Chapel Hill and ECU baseball coverage in just moments here on the flagship of the Pirates 943 the game.